I do remember the prices when straight after we launched the project and straight after we started talking about Istanbul Finance Center, which um, to my delight again, uh, was received very, very well by our right. audience. And again, I'm really, really happy to say that quite a few of our clients at the time took our advice on board and right. invested in Istanbul Finance Center. When I say invested in Istanbul Finance Center, I don't mean invested in the banks there, right. but I, I mean invested in the residential property within the boundaries of the Istanbul Finance Center or immediately around right. it, with access to Istanbul Finance Center. And I am again very, very happy to say that almost all of our clients who invested around there over the past two years, particularly the ones who invested there within the first 12 months of us coming out and saying, come on guys, put your money here. They all made significant gains. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Straight Talk. Today we are at our Istanbul office with Cameron Degen. Cameron, welcome. Hello. How you doing? Very well, you? All well? All well. Okay. Cameron says that the straight talks have become boring and the intro is the same and the opening the is the same. Boring is not quite what? the word, but I think people got used to the straight talk format. So I think we should jig up our format a little bit. Maybe change the music. Okay. Um, you know, and change the faces that appear right at the front, you know, at the intro yeah. music because a few of those faces are no longer with the company well that's correct that's good that's correct but you know we want to keep the authenticity of we what do, straight yes, talk is and what it represents but let's ask the audience do you guys are you guys for or against jigging up as cameron diggins says jigging it up uh, our Getting straight talk yeah our <laughs> straight talk content if you are so please leave your comments Okay. Yep. That being said, Cameron Degan, today we'll be talking about Istanbul International Finance Center. Okay. Now, this is a project that's been talked about for the past, well, seven, eight years if you're Turkish. But if you're an international, um, a foreign real estate investor, you must have been hearing about the International Finance Center for the past two and a half to three years. Uh, strangely, after we started talking about it. Um, if you guys want to know more about what Istanbul Finance Center is, or if, if it is the first time that you're hearing about it, uh, click up here to watch a detailed documentary that I made about Istanbul International Finance Center about two years ago, so you would have a more in-depth idea. But today, Cameron, we'll be discussing um, the progress of okay. the construction of the Istanbul International Finance Center, how it has and it is changing the re residential real estate industry around it. And I'll be asking you a few more questions about, is there still, is, is it still a okay. good investment? Okay. So firstly, I'd like to have a few words regarding the importance of the Istanbul International Finance Center in the future of Istanbul. I think um, International Finance Center, Istanbul International Finance Center, is not only important for the future of Istanbul, but arguably important for the future of Turkey as a whole. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's an area. It's a well, as it says, it's a center whereby the most prominent and important financial institutions, including banks, 
Turkish Central Bank yeah. and the Istanbul Stock Exchange are picking up from wherever they are, uh, from uh, further afield as Ankara in yeah. the case of the Central Bank, and moving to a well-organized, um, well-structured center. Yeah. So um, now there are a lot of pros and cons for this, but certainly, certainly, in my opinion, um, the pros way outweigh any cons that anybody could make toward or against the finance center. Now, this is the first time I'm hearing the word con when it comes to Istanbul International. Well, be, before before it was actually put together, suggested by the current government. Um, well, at the time it was suggested, going back some almost 10 years ago now, the opposition parties kind of, like opposition parties always do, they kind of said, oh, you know, this is such a massive expenditure. It's uh, such a massive spend, some of which will come out of the pockets of the taxpayer. So why but are we doing this? didn't they say the why same are thing we doing for the this? airport? They said the same the thing for the third airport. Well, sorry, for Istanbul Airport, for the third bridge. Yes, or, um, opposition politics project, for you. Yeah. I mean, we're not, we're not, we're, we're not political no, at no, all. We're but, not supporting. But or, having said that, the, yeah. the, the observation yeah. is easily made that that opposition politics, wherever you go in the world, is opposition politics. Yes. So yes, th those were the cons. But when I look at it and all the projections uh, given, uh, which are still hundred percent in line with what we said at the end of two thousand and nineteen. Right. When we picked up Istanbul Finance Center as a residential area for foreign nationals to invest, mm -hmm. and we put together an argument for it, two years, well, over two years down the line now, those arguments, I'm really delighted to see that they hold valid. Right. The progress in terms of construction and the delivery of the finance center, I am delighted to see that is spot on. Yeah. They have done exactly what they said they would do over the next two years. Well, we are two years down the line now. Yeah. And when we look back, yes, they have delivered what they said they would, which gives me full assurance that the 2023 opening date will be met. In other words, come 2023, Turkish Central Bank, Vakif Bank, Zurat Bank, Halk Bank, and Istanbul Stock Exchange probably the most importantly, right. will be there. Istanbul Finance Center will be the financial home for these mega institutions of Turkey. And now, what are the pros? Well, right. certainly, certainly massive cost saving. Mm -hmm. If I remember correctly, the analysis at the time, the, the proposal, when the proposal was made by the government, and this is going back 10 years ago, they were talking about something in the region of a few billion dollars a year cost saving just as a result of logistics and mm. transport right without accounting for time cost of money right that outside just costs actual tangible costs and the proposition was uh, the proposal uh, said that there would be a few billion dollars of cost savings per annum right. just because all these major financial institutions are hosted in one structured, highly structured and organized right. place. Like the in Atasha here is Canary Wharf in like the London. Canary Wharf, the city of London, right. the Canary Wharf area where the HSBC right. tower is, 
Well, in fact, the HSBC tower in this case is, I think, being replaced by the Halkbank tower. Right, right. Um, it actually looks, the whole place actually looks very uh, similar. Looks very similar, um, very dense. Right. Um, rather overpowering as well. Right. You know, with the right. towers and the bridges and two underground stations on either side and with, the green hotels areas and hotels a, yeah. and shopping malls right. rather overpowering in fact so um i'm really really delighted to see the progress and i think i think there will be um not only cost savings but hugely improved efficiency right business efficiency uh, communications uh, and, and overall it's about efficiency again. Of course, and, and, and it's um, from the perspective of the creation of financial instruments and uh, creating a hub where finance is being made and revised and um, innovated yes. is, is actually a very solid proposition. And not only those banks that you talked about, but also foreign and domestic financial organizations will be moving in there. Yes. And now that we're talking about Turkey going forward, the, the projections for, I mean, the vision for 2030, 2053, we're talking about a, a cashless society, we're talking about um, crypto being integrated, a digitalization of the Turkish lira, we're talking about Islamic banking, we're talking about different um, applications of ways of paying, such as this Ali pay or the union pay and et cetera. Absolutely. So, so th there, are, there are so many things that are being currently wor worked on and that can be created or innovated uh, in the future when it comes to, well, well all this put together, uh, e the, the government with this ambition, ambitious plan wants to make Istanbul a, a, almost like a competitor to the financial hubs around the world, such as London, New York, Hong Kong. Well, how popular Istanbul can be among those giants, but again, it's um, if it's ranking in the list of, I think the, the last time I checked was Istanbul was fifty six. Way I'm down sure. on the list, really. Well, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, let's well, not. Let's, yeah, let's it is. It, yeah. So, so at least if, even if not going up to the you know top five or the top ten, but still it can be uh, a good leverage. But for what the we, city. I think, what we really have to understand here is that, and and this is something that we had covered. In our 2019 um, documentary launch of the Istanbul Finance Center, well, the docu the kind of documentary style promotion right. that we did around the Finance Center right. back in end of 2019, um, Turkey does not necessarily set itself out to be um, a leader in the world of banking and finance. Right as we know it, in the traditional centralized world of banking and finance. No, because for Turkey to actually grab that position, there are so many hurdles and so many hoops to jump over, right. which I don't believe is practical. However, however, what I see is going forward all over the next five to ten years, in fact, as early as that, um, I think the world and the face of international finance and banking will change. Right. The, the digital banking and the call and the push toward decentralized mm -hmm. solutions such as cryptocurrencies uh, hosted on blockchain, blockchain system, platforms, yeah. 
and now this metaverse is coming in. These are big, big, big things. And these things, just like the internet did 15, 20 years ago, these things will undoubtedly change the face of how we live our lives. Right. Okay? And at the forefront of this change will be certain business segments at the forefront of which, in my opinion, will be finance and banking. Right. So there is an alternative way of dealing with finance and banking that is about that is about to come. Right. And as Turkey itself um, said out loud, they said, we want to be a dominant player in the alternative banking and finance. So Turkey sees that the shape of banking and finance, the traditional one, as it happened for many years now, where London, New York, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Singapore, maybe Dubai or, you know, the, the major right. cities kind of had the activity, that is about to change. And that traditional world of banking and finance is about to be challenged in a massive way. You have a great way of putting it, actually. You said... Uh, and Turkey wants to be at the forefront of that challenge. Right. You said... Uh, you used a sentence. You, you, you said, Turkey missed the bus last century. Yeah. But it wants to, you know, be on the one, you know, what is to come. It wants to catch what is to come. So Turkey wants yeah. to jump onto the bandwagon for the next 100 right. years as right. far as finance and, and, and banking is concerned. Right. And I actually think, interestingly enough, it is possible yeah. because the shape of things to come are dramatically different to the traditional finance and banking. Correct. So, you know, a country like Turkey with this young, dynamic population, and apparently in terms of crypto savviness per head or digital savviness per head, you were talking about right, this right, a few right. months ago. Turkish society is way up there among the top five in the world. 20% of the people in Turkey yeah. have either at one point owned or currently own in cryptocurrencies. That's a huge number for uh, for a country with 85 million population. Exactly. So, yeah. and the, the strategic, the ge geostrategic um, location of Turkey also definitely is going to help the country. Of course. Um, sort of, it's a bridge. It certainly is a, a bridge between East and West, right. um, Europe, Africa, Middle East. So when you when you put all those factors together, um, if the country plays its cards right, I think the Istanbul Finance Center will be a center that the world will be talking about in years to come. Correct. It will be an important center for finance and banking. I believe in that. Yeah, I, I personally that. do. Yeah. Hence, yeah. I invested in it myself. Right, as right, you know. right. You I have. wouldn't have if I, and, if I didn't believe in it. So, And from the macroeconomics, let's come down to the real estate part of it. Um, when we're let's make the distinction here. Um, there's there's no properties that you can buy within the finance center. Okay, it's 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 not a pro it's not a commercial project that's for sale, or it's 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 not a project for individual investors. When we're saying Istanbul International Finance Center, it is a project that is developed by the Turkish government. And when we're talking about real estate investment, we're talking about projects and properties around Istanbul International Finance Center. True. And um, one important information here is that 
approximately 80,000 people are expected to circulate the Istanbul Finance Center daily. Yeah. Now that's that that's it's a big circulation. That's a huge number. And that coupled up with the fact that there will be upwards of 50,000 white collar workers working within the finance center. Correct. Itself. Yeah. So so from from real estate perspective you're really and truly creating a center because there's a captive audience right who are going to be working there and living there and and, and around there yeah. really. so um the residential properties around istanbul international finance center have appreciated quite a bit absolutely do you remember when uh we first started selling from one of the projects that is literally adjacent to the Istanbul International Finance Center. Do you remember the prices two years ago? I do remember the prices when straight after we launched the project and straight after we started talking about Istanbul Finance Center, which um, to my delight again, uh, was received very, very well by our right. audience. And again, I'm really, really happy to say that quite a few of our clients at the time took our advice on board and right. invested in Istanbul Finance Center. When I say investing in Istanbul Finance Center, I don't mean invested in the banks there, right. but I, I mean invested in the residential property within the boundaries of the Istanbul Finance Center or immediately around right. with access to Istanbul Finance Center. And I am again very, very happy to say that almost all of our clients who invested around there over the past two years, particularly the ones who invested there within the first 12 months of us coming out and saying, come on guys, put your money here. They all made significant gains. Huge, huge upside. How do I know? I know because at the time when we came out and we said, put your money here, I did the same thing myself. I invested in the area I bought a few residential units. I bought a penthouse and a few other apartments and a commercial unit too. And I know for a fact that I'm well in the pocket now. Right. So if I am, then I'm pretty sure all of our other clients who followed the advice also are right. today. Just so I'm to, really happy about just that. Just to give our audience a perspective, a number, I believe when we first started selling there, one bedroom apartments were selling for $120,000, 130. Hundred and twenty, hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars would buy a one-bedroom apartment in the Times Tower, right? Which is one of the central sort of residential landmarks around. Do Istanbul you know Finance today the cheapest asking price for a one-bedroom in the same tower that you're? I don't think about. they have any for sale. I think there is one. Also, they, there I think is they're one all sold out. There's one. There's one left. Or somebody cancelled, possibly. The asking price is $370,000. For a one bed? For a one bedroom apartment, $370,000. And um, well, the, the the prices of the two bedrooms have gone up and, you know, I mean, we're, we're still talking about at least 100% appreciation. You can make the argument of that one single one bedroom there could be the most expensive unit and we started selling from the cheapest ones, which is a valid argument, which is something, yes, correct. But even that you know, doubled, uh, which is which is unrealistic in often cases. And wherever you go around the world, 100% capital appreciation in a year and a half time, two years time, 
in in USD terms, anywhere around the world would sound unrealistic. But then again, Istanbul International that Finance is a Center, reality. It is a it is a that one is, of a kind that, that project. A, and, and the interesting right. thing, Aladdin, interesting thing is, um, we came out at the end of 2019, right. screaming loud about Istanbul Finance right. Center because you and I we really and right. truly believed in the area. Right. We went there, we spent some time right. there, we believed in it. Okay, and then, you know, we, we, we took it out to our audience. And then straight after that, if you remember, um, if you remember, we started heavily selling Times Tower within Istanbul Finance right. Center. Okay, it was sold out despite the fact that two months after we promoted Istanbul COVID Finance hit. Center, COVID hit. Right. Which means that for, 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 for the six months thereafter, most of our sales were online. People buying, people yeah, they, it did. People buying from overseas without seeing, without visiting. And despite that, within twelve months, almost all of the stock in Times Tower was sold out. Not only that, that there was so much interest, we had no stock to sell. Right. That we had to take start taking our clients to slightly further afield to areas around Istanbul Finance Center, Umrania, right. as far afield as parts of Fikirtepe right. and some other parts of Atashehir. What happened to the prices in those areas in the last two years? I could say doubled. If Easy. you look at the Asian side of Istanbul, which in my opinion is a better place to invest than the European side. Today. Today. Okay, another discussion for another right. episode. I think we did it anyway, but right. I think we can do it again. But if you look at the Asian side of Istanbul, and if you if you map red zones, let's call them the burning, the hot zones, right. where in the last two years price has appreciated the most. Mm -hmm. Okay, if you map map the red zones, you are likely to find that there is a red orbit around I, Istanbul I think Finance it would be Center. So red that it would look black. Yes. Yes. The, the because all Finance. those projects, all those developments that we moved on, right. not just us, when we started selling in these areas, almost all other agents who knew what they were doing, they also started pushing there are Istanbul Finance Center. And there Istanbul, are 2,000 the agents so, in Istanbul. So think about so it. If we this, go to one area, if we say on this show that this area is going to appreciate, uh, a lot of the other agencies out there, they say, oh, probably Turkey is saying that. Let's go there. And all of a sudden, the area The area uh, starts up. going up. Yeah. So, like, But that has to be a like reliable investment developments, developments like, what is it? Nova or something. Right. I can't remember. Royanova. Royanova. Sold in like, what, six months? Six months it sold out. If it wasn't for Istanbul Finance Center, yeah. nobody would have crossed over to Royanova. Right. Nobody would have taken even a single viewing right. to Royanova in a place nobody had heard about. Right. Right. Yet in six months, the entire building was sold. Entire right. development was sold. Right. And it's just one example. Shemki is laughing other. over there because he, yeah. he bought it. He bought it himself. <laughs> and he's laughing over there. Shemki. Yeah. yeah. You bought that, didn't you? Yeah. Well done, mate. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'd like to say this. And this is, I think this will be the, let's appreciate our audience. I think this will be the first time we do this. But really and truly, thank you for guys. I mean, you guys, when COVID hit, we told them yeah. that guys come and invest here online 
And hundreds of people invested online trusting us, our company, and trusting the show. Yeah. And I would like to, we'd really, really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, that brought tears what to do we eyes. have in Istanbul, in or around Istanbul Finance Center now? Do we have anything to sell? Well, um, most of our clients have been still writing in as to, you know, we, we want to invest around Istanbul Finance Center. Um, the truth of the matter is, okay, the prices over there have not yet still uh, matured, in my opinion. It's it's not still that all the opportunities are gone there. But... Um, but there has been a very significant increase. Of course. Already, of course. I think. I think Which sort of pushed a portion of our investors away asking for a one-bedroom $370,000, $400,000. There are projects there, if you believe, they're asking for $500,000 for a one-bedroom apartment just because it is close to the Istanbul Finance That's insane. Now, now, I think this is madness. Right now, right? that's insane. Th that, yeah. th that's insane. And, uh, we, and we if had anyone a, came and said to me, you know what, we believe in Istanbul Finance Center so much that we're going to yeah. go and pay $500,000 buying a one-bedroom apartment, I would say don't. That's that's madness. Because that's not that's not investment. That's not madness. Unless you want to live there, yeah. unless you're buying it for your own. Right. You know. Right. Then yeah, what, what am I to say? But, but not we, not as an investment. Right. We 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 had a word with the uh, portfolio team because there was no stopping to the demand around yeah. Istanbul Finance Center, and they are uh, I thank them for that. They left no stone unturned. The the new development is called We Istanbul, and mm. contrary to the Time Tower project that we were selling. Um, which was geared towards young professionals, small urban apartments mm. that is adjacent to the Istanbul Finance Center. This project is a little different. It has a bit more exclusivity because there are only 104 units um, separated uh, with two different blocks. And 87% of the land area is dedicated for green area, uh, which, is, which is a huge plus. And the apartment sizes are big. And the, there is a family atmosphere, a family concept. For an investor, the target audience or the target market for that particular project is rather the C-level managers that will be working at the Istanbul International Finance Center. An area is that would give you a bit more you know, home feeling within a concrete jungle, so to speak. So that's the uh, sales proposition of We Istanbul. And the prices I've checked are, are still pretty good, um, although it will never be the price that it would have sold in, you know, two years ago or three no. years ago. But still, considering where, where today's is circumstances... The level compared to Time Tower, Times Tower, where, where is the price level? I think... In, in in the cash payments, if you're talking about cash payments, I'd say at least twenty five to thirty percent cheaper. At then, least thirty. Then what Times Tower would be now if there was many stock right. left? Right. I expected at the end of two thousand and nineteen that over the next two years, Istanbul Finance Center and real estate around Istanbul, well, real estate around and in, in Istanbul Finance Center, would see a capital appreciation of around. I think I had predicted 40% or 45% um, in some areas, in some categories of real estate, we have seen up to 100% growth in, right. in, in, in the past two and a bit years. Right. Now, if you ask me the same question in terms of this new find, um, what kind of um, growth I expect to see over the next two years, right. because as I, as I was explaining, 
around the first or the second quarter of 2024, I expect prices to start plateauing, uh, kind of stabilizing around Istanbul Finance Center because the, the center itself hopefully would have been fully operational by then with all the big banks and the central bank and the Istanbul Stock Exchange having already moved there. So that's when I expect prices to stabilize. Um, I'd say over the next two years, we're looking at around 35% price growth to come in hard currency terms, not in Turkish dollar terms, oh. in say US dollar terms or Euro terms or whatever, which 35% in two years, in my books, it's which are very conservative, Yeah, in my books are pretty decent gains. It's, it's, it's pretty decent gains, of course. I my mean, macchiato agrees. Right, your macchiato, macchiato agrees, definitely. Agrees. <laughs> and coupled with the fact that uh, y- you're not taking any risks, basically. It's a project adjacent to the Istanbul International Finance Center. What more can you ask? I mean, what, 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 what better investment guarantee would one search? Anyway, thank you very much, guys. Subscribe to the channel right. if you like the bunter and the buzz that's been going on around here. So, you yeah. You finished my coffee, didn't you? Yeah. All See right. you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks a lot.